What's up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. But as always, Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them later on the show and their special Freeman prices, so stay tuned for that. But tonight, we need to talk about the Blake Darwin news that dropped by Dallas Morning News and really just some unexpected news out of the tight end position. Changes at the tight end position will come surely for the Cowboys in their offseason planning. And what happened is that late in February, according to Calvin Watkins and Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News, Blake Jarwin went through a hip injury, but not any hip injury. It is, and I quote, a very uncommon hip surgery that has been done only in basketball and hockey players before, according to Calvin Watkins. So it is a surgery that we don't even see a lot in the world of American football. So that kind of gives us an idea of how rare the situation around Blake Jarwin is. The report also indicates that the Cowboys are not expecting Blake Jarwin to be ready for the start of the 2022 season. And even though they have faith that Jarwin will rehab and will be back at some point, you got to ask yourself, and, the, and, and, and this is the moment in which I dropped, I, I dropped the, the question right off the bat here in the chat real quick. You have to wonder if this is Blake Jarwin's end with the Cowboys. Truth or false, do you think Blake Jarwin has played his last down as a Dallas Cowboy? Let me know what you think in the chat. Truth or false, Blake Jarwin has played his last down as a cowboy and while you give me your answers let me talk to you guys about our friends over at freeman mazda you can find them at freemanmazda.net and the ride of the week here on adc sports dallas is the new 2022 mazda tree coming in at an affordable price of $26,765. it's got apple carplay android auto both tools are a game changer Blind spot monitoring, backup camera, and also the Mazda 3 comes with the comfort of a keyless entry. Check out the Freeman prices over at freemanmazda.net. So let's see some of your answers here about Blake Jarwin. Because, man, you got to hate it for Blake Jarwin. Since he signed his three-year contract extension, injuries have not let him go. Uh, burner account goes with truth. Blake Darwin's career in Dallas, says Tommy, is probably over. Primetime Phil says, I would wonder why he waited so long uh, in terms of the surgery. I imagine primetime Phil means it happened late in February. Also wondering that myself, but I never like to, I, I never like to speculate on the reasons for that, but I would like to know so as well, because you, you never know with these kind of cases. So, the answers are overwhelmingly true. Dallas John true. Uh, John goes with true over at Facebook as well. Kenneth the same. King of Dallas too. 
Bruce got the use, I believe, is the first false answer that I'm seeing in the chat. Primetime Phil, however, also goes with the false answer. Cohen Matt says true. So, you know, most of the answers coming in with that true answer. Diana as well. Uh, what is up, Chila Neil? Thank you for being here. Let's see. I do, says Omar, and I think they re-signed Dalton Schultz. And we need to talk about that as well. But yeah, unfortunate for Blake Jarwin. We thought that he was going to be able to develop into this receiving threat for the Dallas Cowboys. Because if you think about it, we've never seen what Dalton Schultz looked like as a full-time starter. Because he was going to be so in 2020. Suffered an injury, Dalton Schultz took over, and he never let go of that starting role. But now the Cowboys are thin at the tight end position because they only have Sean McKeon, and I think Ian Bunting as well, who is a non-factor in my opinion because it's not like Ian Bunting is going to fight for his starting role in the Cowboys. Those are the only two healthy tight ends on the, ro on the roster right now for the Cowboys because you know that Dalton Schultz is set to become a free agent. And we'll talk about if that will happen or not. Things have changed, of course, for the Dalton Schultz conversation. But also, you need to talk about the draft, and we'll get into that. But right now, the state of the Cowboys, it is a thin room over at the tight end position. So now the question is how things have changed with Dalton Schultz. Because now everyone seems to be on the same page that the ideal situation would be to have Dalton Schultz back on the roster. There is going to be some arguments against it. Burner account, for example, says, I still would let Schultz walk. Causation does not mean correlation. Address in the draft and free agency. But also, you want to get to the draft with as little with as few needs as possible. So if you don't address this in free agency, you're going to be on an awkward spot when it comes time to draft players late in April. The Cowboys have been talking to some tight end prospects. We'll get to that as well later in tonight's show. But you need to decide. And I, I would say that the Cowboys would be smart to find a way to re-sign Dalton Schultz. Forget about the tag only. So the question for that is, uh, the question about that is, should the Cowboys tag or extend Dalton Schultz? Burner account says, Mo, that is what a competent front office would do, but this is Dallas, man. This is Dallas. Yeah, that is, that is accurate. Like if the Cowboys do not lock Dalton Schultz for 2022, you simply do not know if they will do so at all in free agency. You're just betting on them to get to the draft and get their guy in the middle rounds too because it's not like the Cowboys are going to use their 24th overall pick at the tight end position, or at least I would say that would be a surprise. Now, we've been talking about the franchise tag, which would be is projected to be $10.8 million. So let's call it an $11 million franchise tag for the Cowboys, but that it really doesn't offer you any kind of flexibility because it's guaranteed money and the Cowboys 
are going like Blake Jarwin is going to take eleven million dollars of the salary cap, whatever happens if he is tacked. However, if you find a way to maybe reach a long term extension, then you can play with the cap numbers and all of that. You can use the signing bonus, so on and so forth. But now Dalton Schultz has certain a certain leverage in this discussion because now he knows that the Cowboys cannot play the Blake Jarwin card. They cannot bring up Blake Jarwin at the negotiation table. And, and Schultz knows this. And more accurately, his agents know this. So it's going to be difficult to re-sign Dalton Schultz to a long-term extension. Let's see. Uh, Omar says, Mauricio, Jarwin is always hurt and Schultz stays healthy. It's a no-brainer, just same. Now, this is, however, I, I'm not in disagreement with what Omar is saying. I'm not, I, I'm not discussing Schultz versus Jarwin. I think we are on the same page that Dalton Schultz is the better player of the, is, is the better player between them two. I think that the conversation is more than anything beyond the Dallas Cowboys. Like, do you want to maybe cross that line and overpay for a tight end like Dalton Schultz? Or do you want the Cowboys to maybe go into the NFL draft, find someone in the third round, in the fourth round, or maybe even sign another free agent? Think maybe, and I'm not saying that they're better than Schultz necessarily, but maybe make an upside bet on someone like David Njoku. Mike Gesicki, maybe consider also, I was going to say O.J. Howard, but he would be on a different discussion for me. How about Evan Engram, who would be cheaper players maybe, but that you could get similar production out of them if you believe that Dalton Schultz's production was also a product of playing with Amari Cooper, with Sid Lamb, Michael Gallup, and of course, Dak Prescott at the quarterback position. Because there are many who subscribe to that theory. There are many who say, you know what? Dalton Schultz isn't even that special, but he has been reliable. And that's why his production numbers are high. So I, I, don't, I think that we're past the Schultz-Jarwin discussion. That happened last year. We, we, ha we had those discussions last year. So let's see some of your answers here. Uh, because we even got some neither. Dallas Junk says neither. Cohen Matt says, go get Rankowski for a year or two, which I wouldn't oppose to such an idea if Rob Rankowski was maybe willing to play a year or two. But I'm, I, I have my doubts about that. I would bet that Rob Rankowski will be enjoying retirement in 2022 and beyond. Now, Samuel Rowe prefers an extension. Primetime Phil also said neither. Uh, Kai went with the tack. Samuel Rose's opportunity cost. Uh, let's see some of your other answers. Don't overpay Schultz, says Dalton Young. Uh, Dallas Young, excuse me. I said Dalton. I don't know why. Well, well I do know why we're talking about Schultz. Uh, Howard should be cheap, says Chuck. We need a blocking tight end. Lauren Michael says we need to get two offensive linemen in free agency. And he says that he wants new tight ends. So from what I can see, what I can take away from the comments is that there's really a split between those who want to keep Dalton Schultz because of what we know from him and those who want to try something new. What I don't like, what I'm not a fan of, if, is 
letting Schultz go and then just crossing our fingers and hoping that the Cowboys find someone in the NFL draft. Free agency is the stage of the offseason in which you should be taking care of team needs and not creating team needs. So I'm a little bit split on this whole conversation because on one side I say maybe signing Dalton Schultz to a $12 million per year contract or even $13 million per year would be overpaying Dalton Schultz. Maybe. I can see that because I can see that a lot of what Schultz was doing and a lot of his production had to do with the context of the Dallas Cowboys offense. And he's not an athletic freak. He is not a super consistent blocker, even though I think that we underrate him a little bit sometimes in that regard. But leaving that discussion aside for a moment, I'm, I'm not against that. But I'm against letting him walk and not doing anything about it in free agency. Because we talk just about on a nightly basis here on the show about drafting the best player available. But you don't get to draft the best players available if you if you're not taking care of your needs in free agency. So that's where my concerns start growing at the tight end position. If the Cowboys are not able to secure Dalton Schultz, I'm not entirely sure that they will be super aggressive at the tight end position. And I can see them signing maybe a lesser free agent that we don't feel sure about. For example, Justin brought up OJ Howard. A few weeks ago, we had an entire episode about signing O.J. Howard and having him be this number two backup tight end behind Blake Jarwin in the event that, that Dalton Schultz walked away from the Cowboys. And I like that idea. But am I in love with the idea of O.J. Howard, the full-time starter? Uh, not really. I don't, I don't love that idea. I think there are some that I would be okay with. Maybe David Njoku, maybe Evan Engram, Mike Gesicki, who are each and every one of those are different styles of tight ends, but you work around that. You work with that would be a more accurate word. Uh, now, since Joel Wilson re-signed Schultz by Jarwin, I would imagine maybe Joel meant by cutting Jarwin, which could be like I, 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 I've talked about this before. If you re-sign Schultz, you're likely letting go off of Blake Jarwin like Joel is suggesting. The, the bad thing about that plan or the unideal thing about that plan is that you don't get a lot of money from cutting Blake Jarwin. You don't get, say, $5 million by cutting him. The cap savings are closer to a little bit over $3 million and with the injury thing, it might even get more complicated. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I always get a little bit confused about the injury protection benefit from the salary cap and the CBA. Dallas Junk says, give me a tight end that can catch a five-yard hook. It seemed that's all we threw to Schultz, and it worked. Moses Burner account, this once again is on our front office in a lack of foresight. You again paid the wrong guy. A common trend. Difficult, 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 difficult. And we didn't know who, who Dalton Schultz was back when the Cowboys signed a three-year extension for Blake Jarwin. 
But they did roll the dice on that three-year contract extension for Darwin. We, they really did. And, and we kind of knew that too. But more than anything, because we were not sure about who he was. What is up, Charles? Thank you for joining the show. Mark Inella says, I don't have a problem giving McKeon a chance. But we have to keep Cooper in that case. Man, now, I don't... Ah. I don't like the idea at all. And I know that Dan Orlovsky talked about this on ESPN. I still do not understand the idea at all behind keeping Dalton Schultz by letting Amari Cooper go. That to me is just straight up stupid football decision making. And even for the Dallas Cowboys, it would be a low point in my opinion. Because I get it when the Cowboys are cheap when bringing in outside free agents. I don't like it. I think it's the wrong approach to team building in the NFL. But at the very least, if I try to be sympathetic, I can see where their point of view is coming from. But I never understand The idea that you free up $16 million dollars in cap space by cutting or trading Amari Cooper, while you can open $12 million dollars in cap space by restructuring Amari Cooper. And I hate the idea that this is a big conversation this offseason. I don't like Michael Phillips just asked in the Facebook chat, why do the Cowboys want Cooper gone? I cannot think of any other potential answer other than because they're being cheap with their own guys. And that's the part that I'm not entirely used to. I understand being cheap in, in the outside free agent market, trying to find bargain free agents, not breaking the bank for big moves, big splashy moves. But I don't understand creating a need Because make no mistake about it, if you let Amari Cooper go, you have a big-time need at the wide receiver position. Whereas if you lose Michael Gallup and even Cedric Wilson, let, let's say that you lose those two, which I would be surprised by, even then, you don't have that big of a need because now you are talking about the number three wide receiver. You could feel way more comfortable signing a bargain-free agent, finding someone in the middle rounds at the wide receiver position. But I don't understand why Amari Cooper is such a big conversation this offseason. I'm not saying it's meritless because the front office, like Stephen Jones himself, has, you know, thrown wood into the fire of the Cooper conversation. And that will not change. But I hate the fact that it is even a conversation. Dallas Junk says, if Cooper is gone, wide receiver is the biggest need. And actually, I don't think that's a hot take. I agree with Dallas Junk here. Because right now, what, what are we labeling as the biggest need in the Cowboys? Is it left guard? I would say that maybe it's left guard. If we're talking only needs, if we're not taking into account uh, the best player available thing in the draft and all of that, I might be comfortable saying left guard is the biggest need in Dallas. Some people will say linebacker. I think that's also a fair answer. But I think that not having a number one wide receiver 
is a big time problem. And Burner account says sarcastically, Mo, haven't you heard wide receiver by committee is the way to success? Well, maybe the Cowboys can do it all again. Maybe they can do the wide receiver committee thing, fail at it, and trade a first rounder for a wide receiver like they did back in 2018. We can't afford to let Cooper go, says John Starr. He's really good for the receiver core as well as the team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Guard, tight end, and linebacker, says Bruce, are as the top three needs. Hey, listen. Tight end was not supposed to be there. It was not the plan. Because even if the Cowboys lose, um, had the Cowboys lost Dalton Schultz, but assuming that they had Blake Jarwin, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like Maybe we would feel comfortable about the tight ends with Jarwin available. But without him, it's even, it's even more complicated. Now, the question for you guys is from 1 to 10. Oh, Chuck is saying, <laughs> Chuck is saying, tell Burner account to shut up. Wide out by committee didn't work before Cooper says Chuck. But no, he was big, sarcastic Chuck. Don't worry. Burner account is good. Uh, <laughs> he was being sarcastic about the whole thing. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't his true take. <laughs> Caught in the crossfire there, Burner. <laughs> Can't forget about defensive tackles, says Bruce, also. But man, we were not supposed to be talking about tight end so much, and we will. And the Cowboys are actually talking about it maybe even more than they wanted themselves because they have been meeting with tight ends in the NFL scouting combine. And the question for you guys is from 1 to 10, how comfortable would you be in the tight end room if Charles is not around? Like if the Cowboys straight up lose Dalton Schultz in free agency from 1 to 10, how comfortable would you be in having Sean McKeon and Ian Bunting as your healthy tight ends and crossing your fingers to find someone in free agency and in the NFL draft. The Cowboys have been meeting with several tight ends. Cole Patterson put together a list of a few of them. Uh, Kate Otton from Washington. Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. Uh, Kyle Satera from SMU. Of course, also Jalen... Weidmeyer from Texas A&M. And these guys, for example, like three of the names that I just mentioned are in the top six of Dane Brugler's positional rankings. Dane Brugler has Autumn from Washington as his number five tight end. Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina as his number four. From Texas A&M, Jalen Weidmeyer uh, as his number six. So you're getting some solid tight ends in day two of the NFL draft if the Cowboys decide to take that route. So maybe we get some high numbers here in the chat. And we are. King says one, which is like the lowest core maybe right now. Michael Phillips at Facebook says seven. Charles goes with the seven. Gregory with the three. Cannonball with the eight. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of sevens and eights. And I'm, I'm actually surprised by that. Stephen White goes with a six. Woo-wee. Dallas John with a six and a half. Kenneth Fraser, four. Cohen Matt goes with a five. Man, I'm seeing some surprising answers. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was going to say four. I was not going to go above five. 
because I like some of these tight end prospects. Like I, I can see the Cowboys drafting Kate Otten maybe in day two of the NFL draft or Weidermeyer, Isaiah Likely, one of these guys, and I could feel comfortable with them if they're drafted. But I'm not super comfortable with the uncertainty of it. Like, if the Cowboys do not stick with Dalton Schultz, I just don't know. I just don't know if the Cowboys will find their guy in April. Young Star says too. Yeah, I've been surprised by some of the high answers here. Uh, seven eights is primetime Phil. Mark Canella says it's because Sean McKeon is in that room, Mo. Yeah, some people trust in Sean McKeon a lot. And I'm not against Sean McKeon. I just don't feel that comfortable as I would with a guy like Dalton Schultz or Blake Darwin. Now, to be fair, we weren't so sure. We were not so sure about Dalton Schultz when, when we were in the midst of 2020. Lumen says 4.9. Ooh, I hate the situation going on for the Cowboys. And you got to hate it for Blake Darwin as well. You got to hate it for him. He's been on a bad streak of injuries lately. And we might have seen his last as a Dallas Cowboy football player. Stephen White says, horse to water. Four would be my highest, honestly, says uh, Kenneth Fraser. Let's see. We had a question over here. Lauren Michael says, do you think Ezekiel can go 17 games healthy? I say draft a running back to help the core get through those long 17 games. Sick, Pollard, and Kenneth Walker the third Super Bowl, says Lauren Michael. Well, I, I would bet that Ezekiel Elliott can go 17 games healthy. I would bet on that. Uh, but I'm... I'm not sure about a number three running back because <laughs> the Cowboys refused to use their number two running back. So maybe we're, we're pessimistic like that when it comes to running back position. But hey, if the Cowboys are going to use them, hey, why not? Let's draft in late round running back. However, I'm more concerned about them getting snaps to their number two guy. Uh, let's see. David Njoku is good. This is Chuck. Yeah, I wouldn't mind David Njoku. I understand that he has not been the player that maybe we wanted him to be when he got out of the Miami University. However, I think the traits are still there. And I think that we have seen flashes of his potential throughout his career. And maybe a lack of production has to do with so many things that have happened with the Cleveland Browns during his career there. It's Cleveland, after all. I wouldn't mind Njoku at all. And I was looking at his market value projection at spotrack.com, and it was something like a little bit over $6 million, like 6.7, 6.5, something like that. And his market value projection was actually quite in line with Evan Engram's market value projection and Mike Gesicki's market value projection. Like if you look at OJ Howard's though, uh, it's way lower. Like it's $2.7 million uh, in market value. According to Spot Rack's number, I would definitely be all in for David and Joko. I like Blake, says Charles, but that hip is no joke. 
man, I don't want to even speculate about what the surgery was, but I'm blown away by the fact that they literally said that this is a very uncommon surgery that has not been done on a football player. It has been done on basketball players and hockey players. Now, interestingly enough, as serious as it seems, and even though the Cowboys are not expecting Blake Jarwin to be ready to go at the start of 2022, interestingly enough, Calvin Watkins added in his report that, and I quote, sources also indicate the team is confident in Blake Jarwin's ability to rehab from surgery. So then there is this entire conversation. So before we go, before we leave tonight, all right, we are reacting right now. We are reacting to the news. We are figuring out that, hey, the strategy we will, will likely change for the Cowboys at tight end. Dalton Schultz is Definitely more likely to return in 2022 now that we know this. We are reacting like that. But also, how strong is that confidence? And how late would the Cowboys be expecting Blake Darwin? Because if maybe they would be expecting him back in week two, even if it would be foolish to bet on a player who is not preparing himself throughout the offseason and all of that, maybe the Cowboys really decide to roll the dice and maybe they don't stick with Dalton Schultz and maybe they draft someone late in the draft and then Blake Darwin is back, say, week three or something like that. But it would be foolish to make such a bet. But you cannot rule anything out. Burner account says, didn't Bo Jackson have a similar hip injury as Darwin? So I'm not a doctor, so I really don't know about the technicalities, of, the technicalities of the medical world. I'm the kind of guy that tunes out when he goes to the doctor and when we get to the part of them explaining to you what is it that you have and why they're giving you each medicine, <laughs> I tune out and I just take whatever they give me. That's my approach to the medical side of things. However, I do know that the Bo Jackson hip injury was was different because people also wanted to compare Tua's injury when he was in Alabama, the hip injury, with Bose. And it was different because I, I don't remember the specific thing that I'm trying to, to say. But Bo Jackson's issue was bigger because he wasn't treated right away. So I think there was even some internal bleeding, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want you to take my word for it because I'm not entirely sure about this, but I do know that Bo Jackson's injury was not acted on right away. So that was a huge part of the problems and a huge part of why his tremendous, historic, legendary GOAT two-sport athlete uh, career came to an end. That's my take. Like, forget about a lot of these uh, two-sport athletes that they want to peg as the GOAT. Bo Jackson is it. So that, that, that was part of the, of the issues with Bo Jackson. So I, I wouldn't say that we should be comparing those two. Primetime Phil says, with the money that we could spin for Schultz, one tight end, we can bring back both Kears and Hooker for safety spots. 
And here I also maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic about the Cowboys trying to figure out how to open as much cap space as they can. So I'm not concerned about re-signing Hooker and Kears because I am confident on them doing so, Schultz or not, right? That's just maybe me being optimistic about it. Dr. Mauricio says Lumen. Yeah, not, not at all. <laughs> Dr. Mo with his lick Mazda 3 says burner account. Of course, I checked the Freeman prices over at freemanmazda.net. And now I've got that slick Mazda tree. Plenty of good tight ends in the draft says Cowboys Marty. And, and they're freakish too. Like they're athletic tight ends. The ones that we are going to see in the NFL draft. Mo says Bruce, do you think Jarwin's injury means Coop's need goes up? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so because, because you're running out of, of options, right? And now it's going to be an intense week because March 8th is the final date for the tag. So we will know soon about Dalton Schultz's status. I do think that if he gets to free agency, if, if the Cowboys do not tag Dalton Schultz, and he gets to free agency and he tries the open market, I would assume that he's gone. I, w- I will be up pessimistic about that. I will be pessimistic about that because I think that there are a lot of teams that will be willing to just throw him the bag and get him. <laughs> By the way, Moses Burner account, how was the Batman? Spoiler free for Dallas Junk and everyone who has not seen it. I did like it a lot. I'm a huge Batman fan, though, so I'm biased. I will say that, but I did love it. I loved the movie. I uh, watched it last night, and I highly recommend it. But this is a uh, this is a spoiler-free zone, so don't worry. I'm the most anti-spoiler person that you can ever meet, by the way. I don't even watch the trailers for the movies that I highly anticipate. Like, I saw the the trailer number one for the Batman, and then I tuned out of the rest of them because I said, you know what? Saw enough. Don't need, I'm sold. Don't need to watch any more of those. So don't worry about me spoiling anything ever. (laughs) Do you think a new offensive coordinator, says Cohen Matt, would change Dak's game? I will change the word here because Cohen Matt used will, but I will use would because Kellen Moore is going to stay as a Cowboys offensive coordinator Definitely would change Dak's game. I don't know if for the better or worse. We, we would need to get into the conversation of who is this new offensive coordinator for sure. But I do think that Kellen Moore has also been good at some areas for Dak Prescott's development. At least from, a mind, from an intellectual standpoint, I would say. I, I do think that they have had that cool relationship going on. But a new offensive coordinator would definitely change Dak Prescott's game because he would be asking him for different, different things. Uh, I'm holding out hope on Kellen Moore to this date. I'm holding out hope that he figures out the game planning and the play, and, and the play calling because I like the play designs. We have seen parts of Kellen Moore's genius. We need him to put it together to get to the next level. 
And sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it happens. We just saw an opposite version of it with Dan Quinn. Ended up renovating his defense. And we saw the results in 2021. And we were not hoping for that at all. He went from being a coverage three kind of coach, zone coverage kind of coach, to being a man-to-man uh, defensive guy, which is what the Cowboys did in 2021. So I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that Kellen Moore can take a similar leap and re-innovation to his own style. Spoil it for Stephen Jones' Moses Burner account. <laughs> I will. I will try to get his phone number and just spoil him one-on-one. Uh, thanks for the off-season content, Dallas Young. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. We will be here all off-season long, even when we are in May, June. And I will tell you the truth. Maybe in those months, we will be struggling for content, but we will do our best to keep you entertained and informed about your Dallas Cowboys. Anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight. You can check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for way more Cowboys content, including a write-up from Matthew Lennox on Sky Moore, who had a good day today at the NFL Scouting Combine. Sky Moore has been tied to the Cowboys by, by a lot of people already. So get ready to hear a lot about Sky Moore in the following days. Uh, also, a report from the Scouting Combine offering a new update on Michael Gallup. You can check all of that and more over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. I will tell you something just between us, just between those of you who stayed until the end of the show. I like that we are getting out steady content on adcsports.com. Every day, multiple articles are published. And these are in-depth articles, so I like that. So check it out. Check the website out. And hey, this was Primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Check their website out, out to see their Freeman prices for new and used vehicles, including the new 2022 Mazda 3. I will see you guys. Smash the like button for me. Share the show. I will see you Sunday night. Have a great weekend. It's Thursday already. Oh, my God. I will see you on Sunday night and the final show of the week. So see you Sunday. Uh, thank you to Kenneth for your comment, Gregory. I really appreciate the support. And hey, this is just the beginning here on ADC Sports. So I'm excited about the future. See you guys.